It's time to talk about all things mental health. This is Get Mental with Cecile Aarons and T. Smith. As a seasoned licensed therapist, Cecile is the owner of Transcend Therapy and is here to inform, guide, and reconnect you on the big and small everyday happenings that affect our mental and emotional well-being. Cecile and T. Smith are passionate about making a lasting and positive impact on people, connecting them to their own wisdom and strength while having a little fun along the way. Get ready to challenge the power of your human spirit. It's time for Get Mental with Cecile Aarons and T. Smith. What's up, what's up, what's going on, Get Mental family? Welcome back to another amazing episode, guys. It's your host, T. Smith, and I'm rolling with... Cecile Aarons. Hi, everybody. What's going on? How you feeling today? I'm feeling good, T. You know, as always, trying to... Hang in there and uh, finding creative ways to work through the current uh, situation in our country. So, you know, how about you? Absolutely. I'm feeling amazing today. Very supernatural. Um, <laughs> excited to be alive, you know. Um, everybody grateful. Is, Absolutely. Yes. Go So grateful. So grateful. Um, everybody yes. that's listening, I hope you guys had an amazing Independence Day. I um, hope you guys had a safe, right? Great time with your friends, your friends and family. And we just want to welcome you guys back to the show today. We got an amazing, amazing show today where we're going to talk about I don't know if you guys ready. Do we get a drop line? A, a bu- 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 <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're continuing this month, you know, really talking about financial independence and what it takes to really have that breakthrough. So today on today's show, guys, we want to talk about what's keeping you from being financially stable and prosperous. Are yes. you ready today, Cecilia? Are you ready? Are today? you ready? I'm ready, T. I'm ready. And I'm so excited that I'm talking to you about this because I know this is one of the things you're really passionate about. And because I'm also very passionate about financial education and financial health, because that's often overlooked when we talk about general, you know, health and mental health wellness. So I can't think of a better person to talk about this than yourself. So let's let's start. Um, let's do it. Right. So I think, T, when we think about like, you know, money, right? Thinking about as a young child, starting from that point of like, how am I going to make money? Um, I think actually, let's let's take it a step back. I don't think a lot of us even have a conscious thought, right, about what we want to do with our financial life until later on in life. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Um, kind of just, you know, going through the conditioning of you you go to school, you get a job, you do A, B, C, D, E, then you hopefully retire and hopefully you have enough money. Absolutely. And I think that... Um... That definitely our childhood and our upbringing plays a major role on our money mindset. Yes. You know, and I, and I know we're going to talk about that next, but just really peeling back the the limitations and barriers. If you guys can see early on, just looking at some of the things we've been conditioned to believe, like, like here's a couple of them so mm-hmm. that we can start a foundation for our topic today. Yes. You know, we say money can't buy you happiness, right? Well, it depends on where you shop. <laughs> So (laughs) outside of that, you know, we grew up and we said, you know, rich people aren't going to heaven. So things of that nature kind of growing up and, you know, having that type of persona regarding money kind of just shakes things up for us and gives us a bad perspective on money in and of itself. Yeah, you've already developed a negative association. Yes. And how you view something is how you do something. Right. So if you have a negative association with it, of course, you want one more of it. Mm-hmm. You want abundance of it. Mm-hmm. So we've been conditioned to repel it instead of attract it and use it as a tool to do well with. Right. So for most of our money mindsets, it's been given to us from middle class mentors. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is most of the people that's conditioned us and traditioned us with these limiting beliefs are also in the same class that we're in. Yeah, and the limiting beliefs come from, right, our homes, our parents, the community, your mentors, maybe even the financial system at large. Yes. 
So if you can, Cecile, you know, us coming up in urban neighborhoods, Mm -hmm. can you just tell me real quick, what's some things you heard up, you heard in the house growing up that may be a limiting belief that maybe your parents passed down to you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So growing up, the biggest thing I remember uh, being taught, and it wasn't always like overt, meaning it wasn't always like literally being said to me in this way, but is that money is evil. Money is the root of all evil, you know, and that it isn't something worth, uh, it shouldn't be something that I pursue, you know, which is really um, double standard or hypocritical for for my culture, because my culture is also really big on status Mm. and kind of power through your profession and material belongings, you know? So on the one end, they're saying, go for these things. And then on the other end, they're saying, but don't pursue money, right? Wow. Okay. Do power, but not money, but they kind of go hand in hand in a healthy way. Once you start to really understand what this money thing is for you, that it isn't that. So those are one of the messages that I remember receiving. What about you? So as well, you know, I joke all the time, my mom, you know, you remember growing up, you be outside and before you guys go into the store, she'll look over and say, hey, before we go in here, don't ask me for nothing. <laughs> right, right. But that's a powerful thing when that keeps repeated throughout your life. You can't want for things is basically what the message is, right? Yes, yes. And as a young age, you know, we take things to heart because of the, the people who give us that information, you know, and we don't have enough consciousness to know what's good for us and what's bad for us. So we're taking other people's words for that knowledge. So for re- you it know, shapes your reality. Shapes your reality, absolutely. And as you get older, you know, you live with things that you would never would imagine because, you know, they were passed down to you instead of created for you. From yes. you. Yes. Okay, so, you know, it's funny that we both come from similar backgrounds, um, condition and tradition to do things one way. But all of a sudden, you started a business and you're successful and you're doing the exact opposite of what you was conditioned and tradition to do. What brought about that change to see or, or, or what 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 was that moment in your life where you realized I need to be above average? Oh, man, that's a big question. A great one, too, because it, it wasn't overnight. Right. And meaning it, it, these were habits that I had to learn to create for myself. And a big piece of it for me was getting through and over my own psychological barriers, right? So coming from a lot of struggle and, you know, abuse in my life and, you know, um, not having a lot, you know, financially, before I became conscious enough, I was living my life as if that was as good as it was going to get. Meaning, you know, I went to school, I did all the right things. So now I'm just going to like do what it is that most people do and get a job and do a 401k and do all these things. And as I evolved into my own personhood, I started getting in touch with bigger dreams. And so allowing myself you know, to giving myself permission to have the desire, right? I'm kind of giving you like a short answer because again, this was a long process. Giving myself permission to have the desire, to have the goals that I wanted and starting to chew at them or you know work on them one step at a time, one step at a time and changing some of my money habits. I mean, I was largely a spender growing up because that was my model, you know? Mm, um, that's and, deep. Yeah, and it was, it was always like, it was always like, you know, and my family still does a lot of those habits of like, well, you never know, you can't take it with you when you die. So, you know, well, which is true to a certain extent, but you also, you want to be balanced about it, right? Like, and I think that's where a lot of people have a hard time figuring what that balance is. And oftentimes, I believe it, it, not, it doesn't just come down to not having enough education. It also comes down 
to your mindset and your psychological barriers. Because when you're spending and you're reaching for something and that's a pattern, you're all, you know, in essence, if you're really honest and you slow that process down, you, you're going to find that you're buying that thing, not because you need it, but because you think it's going to do something for you. Mm, come on, preach today. Right? Like outside of food, clothing, shelter, outside of needs, why are you going for the things you're going for? And I'm not saying it's bad, but it's just good to have an awareness of it, right? Because if you don't, that's when people can get into those patterns of overspending, living beyond their means, keeping up with the Joneses. And next thing you know, like you got nothing. You got no things, you're in debt, you're unhappy, and you've just perpetuated a cycle. And that's kind of, you know, what happens if you, if we're honest enough and we look at it, you know, from that perspective, that's how deep these things go. Do you ever find yourself, um, because, you know, a lot of our conditioning is the, has been for the majority of our life. Do you ever find yourself slipping inside of old habits or old conditioning that kind of slows you down or takes you the opposite way? Yeah. I mean, we're all human beings, you know, and you're going to have kind of moments where you might have a blind spot or your guard is down. And that's the beauty of doing work on yourself is the more you do the work, it's not about perfection. It's about awareness. The more you're going to recognize a lot earlier on in the cycle that you might be kind of going off that back to that unhealthy pattern again. And the more tools you're going to have to redirect that, because you're going to have more insight as to what it is that you're really going for. Nice, nice. Okay, so how I'm bringing it to you today. <laughs> I know, I'm like, honey, I'm going to ask you some questions. <laughs> no, but for you, T, seriously, like, what was your pivotal moment? Well, I mean, I don't think there's only one turning point in life, right? But there are highlights you know, where you're like, yeah, that was a big kind of milestone for me. And I can think of those for myself. What are those for you? And how did you, how did you like going, growing up, right? Where you grew up, like, how did you pivot? What made you go, you know what? I'm not sure if what my mom is telling me is really true. So that's a great question. Um, my pivot, my first pivot was college. Okay. And, um, you know, I'm so appreciative and have so much gratitude for my mom for pushing me to college. But when I got to college, I was the guy that was throwing the parties, right? <laughs> and I wasn't, I wasn't doing it for fun. I was doing it because I was passionate about making money. Right. I always was the guy that can look at something and see how can this be better or how can I create creatively, you know, um, leverage this for more success. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I always looked at um, a house as a party in college. Like, hey, I could do it. there was no parties in college. So that's when my entrepreneurship um, tinkling started coming in. And I at that point in my life, I started seeing people who graduated before me come back to school. And I was wondering, like, you know, you guys are here four, six years. Why are you coming back? And I started to realize there was no jobs out there and people were working in jobs that, you know, they didn't go to college for. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized right there, I said, man, something's not right. Mm -hmm. The things that we've been taught, you know, um, is not lining up. And then, you know, our society, our economy is preparing students for jobs that no longer exist no more. Mm -hmm. So it just started really hitting me. I said, man, something, something's not making sense. Mm -hmm. So I ended up doing something different than most of my peers. They like wanted you had, to. You had that growth mindset very early on. That's really interesting because I yep. think I had that too. It just looked different. Yes. And I just, you know, I always just wanted more. Yeah. And it's so funny, Cecile, when a student is ready, the teacher will appear. Yes. Yes. I know and when exactly. I wanted more, I started attracting individuals who were entrepreneurs and who began to mentor me in different areas in my life. So high, I mean, not high school, but college, you know, early on in college, that's when I had my first tipping point where I realized I wanted to do something different and things wasn't making sense. Yes. Yes. And I think, you know, I remember when we talked a few months back, you know, offline, and you had shared with me a story about you were in, in an economic class, I guess. And yes. you had started to ask your, your teachers or professors, like if they ever owned a business, you know, and you realized that they never did. Can you tell me that story? Or tell our listeners yes. the story because I think that was that was really a powerful moment and a great connection that you made. Yes, and that um that really that was one of those parts that set me off in college. <laughs> I was um 
back then, I didn't know what I wanted to study. I was originally engineering and really my business book started to come out and I shifted from engineering to economics. And, you know, I was going to class and a lot of the things they were putting on the board was not making sense. So one day I decided to attend my professor's um, study hours and I, I go to her this class um, she had like a smaller class outside of the big class where you can come sit down in there. And I asked her a couple of questions. I said, well, you know, I really didn't understand today's lesson today. And um, I asked her after that, I never forget, you know, how did you apply today's lesson to the real world in your business? And when she looked back at me and she said, hey, I don't own a business. And I said, wait a minute. You're teaching us economics and supply and demand and business stuff in the college of business. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you don't own a business. Or you you don't have the, a direct experience of leading or running a business. Exactly. Yeah. And that's when I realized, I said, wait a minute. It's a difference between teachers and mentors. Mm-hmm. Mm, let's repeat you know, that. Let's repeat yeah. that. There's a, There's a difference between teachers and mentors. See, some things in life are textbook, and then some things in life are real-life experiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what you have to know is that mentors are wisdom without the wounds. Mm. Teachers never created that experience. They're only telling you something they can go off in the textbook. You know, so when I heard that part, oh, man, it really pointed me right out the door. (laughs) And that's when I went and found me some mentors who already made seven figures in business, real estate, uh, launched several businesses. And I started getting that hands-on experience. Not only did I have a little of the textbook, but I had all of the experience once I started dealing with my mentors. So, T, you're saying, though, that it's it's mentors just for the sake of... um differentiating it it's mentors that have more of the the life experience and maybe some you know education and the teachers in this example don't necessarily have the life experience they're just learning off kind of their own education and passing that on yeah see it's a different when you can when you can lead by a lived experience absolutely yes and every loss is a lesson Mm -hmm. and it's certain things teachers couldn't tell me because they never took a loss Yes, that's so, you know, so, you know, that my experience came from other entrepreneurs who had already paved the way. Yes, yes. And, you know, like, I think to the the being minority, you know, not not an excuse, um, but it can there are real factors coming from a minority group because we don't have the same. Uh, conditioning. We don't have the same models usually. So I think um, that's part of the the barriers that uh, people face. But having said that, I I think there are, and this is what we're going to talk about later, is there are ways to transcend that. Of course, there are ways to transcend that. You know, there's reasons versus um, excuses, right? Yes. But once you become aware, right? Once you become aware of the impact of your personal upbringing, your community, and your culture on you, then you can pivot. You can change. You have a choice. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. So let me talk about some psychological barriers uh, and some barriers, and let me know what you 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 can think of as well. If you think of what you think of these, right? So the, the money mindset or the, the, the no money mindset, I should say, is a big one, you know, just um, living off of paycheck to paycheck, you know, being okay with just, uh, just, just being okay, right? Like meaning, you know, not having that's what, what people are calling financial wellness. Okay. And fi- financial wellness is not being rich, but it's, it's having a sense of stability, you know, and there are factors like right now, the coronavirus, right? That impact that, of course, that's not what we're talking about here. Like things outside of your control, you don't, that's not our fault, you know, but things that we can control is our attitude, right? So identifying the psychological barriers and that goes down to like examining the impact of personal upbringing and so forth. There might be some real um, mental health and health factors. Okay. Like if you're, if you're unfortunately diagnosed with a chronic illness, right? Or if you have a physical condition that might limit your ability to, um, you know, put the energy that you would like on a goal. Do you you follow me? Like if you have chronic fatigue syndromes, 
for example. Mm -hmm. And you have all these goals and desires, but your physical condition might limit the time and energy you can put into it. Right. So those are valid limiting factors. Okay. I just want to validate people because I don't want them to think like we're just saying, oh, you know, just do this and you're going to be fine. Right. So, yes, there are real barriers. But if you know that. Right. And if you acknowledge that the good news is more often than not, there are creative ways to support yourself, you know. You might get a team to help you out, right? You might want to delegate some things. You might create a business with someone else instead of just trying to do it all on your own. There's all these things um, that you may not have thought of before because you were stuck in that limited mindset because of the psychological barriers. But once you open it up to possibilities, it can change your mindset to a growth mindset, to a mindset full of possibilities and problem solving. You feel me? Absolutely. 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 So, yes, and I I agree. Uh, I'm real... I'm real spiritual, you know, understanding, you know, what I've seen in my life and how the mindset works. So, you know, we're talking about real and perceived barriers. Yes. And I just want you guys, you know, who's listening in the end that the mind follows the spirit and the body follows the mind, mm-hmm. you know, and I always mm-hmm. will repeat that we live in a spiritual world. Success has a balance. Yes. And our success is 90 to 99 percent spiritual. And the other 1% is physical. This is how, this is how mothers. mm -hmm. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, this is how everyday ordinary people have defeated the odds, you know, maybe physically not able to have certain body parts or certain, they're going through certain health conditions or certain physical ailments that would set the regular, you know, average person back. But because of their spirit. Yes. Because of their mindset. The body does not matter because the spirit, right, creates the mindset and the mindset is always followed by the body. So when you can live it in the spiritual world, yep. you can own it in the spiritual world is 99% done already. Yes, I love that. You know, um, yeah, so the physical limitation is real, but the belief that you can't create or you can't have a happy, happier or satisfying life is a perceived barrier. Yeah. So when we look at, for example, there's a difference between danger and fear. Mm-hmm. Fear stands for false evidence appearing real. Mm-hmm. That's just you go, here we go again, putting that in the book. <laughs> Put it in the book. So what I mean by that is that, you know, a lot of people are afraid to step out of maybe corporate America, you know, start their own business or, you know, pursue their passion. Mm -hmm. But that's not dangerous. You know, being dangerous is, you know, you're in the middle of the ocean surrounded by sharks. That's danger. Yeah. Your life can be (laughs) your life is uh, under immediate pressure where you can lose your life. But stepping out and starting your own business, that's fear because you're making some uh, barriers up to why it couldn't work for you. Is your life in danger? Absolutely not. Yeah. But is your future in danger? Absolutely. Yes. 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 So we got to you learn know, to differentiate between the two. Yeah. Speaking my language, T. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for bringing that up because that is often what's happening is that, you know, the fear takes over and it's hard from, for, for most of us, you know, without the proper training or support to differentiate between the voice of fear and the voice of courage, you know? Yes which is what we call, I do this, um, oh man, I love this type of therapy. I do uh, what's called IFS, which stands for Internal Family Systems, okay? okay? And basically what it is, is that is the whole premise of this uh, approach, is that we we really want what's called a self-led life most of the time, okay? So I'm going to bring this back to money. So what this means to you is that you know, the belief is that we have a core self, our highest, wisest self. And then we have parts, parts of ourselves, right? The part that's scared, the part that's insecure, the part that, you know, wants some kind of power, right? Whatever the parts are, they, they all belong. They're not bad. They usually have good intentions, but what we, but they, they, they just, they can be very extreme and end up being dysfunctional for us. So you don't want them driving the bus, right? You want 
self, which is what we call your core self, your wise mind, in other words, to be the one driving the bus most of the time, most of your life. Mm. So going back to the money thing, right? You might have fear. You might have all these parts that were conditioned to believe all of these limitations, you know, but if you really listen to self, your highest, wisest self, core energy, there's so many different terms, but in IFS, in in this particular theory, it's called core self, you will hear that voice and it'll be a very distinctly different voice from the parts. And so if you guys are ever interested in this, like, you know, little plug here, hit us up or talk to a therapist who does uh, IFS uh, therapy. And it's a really simple and effective, easy to understand way to work in the moment with these parts that are holding you back or creating a very um, limited narrative for you. That's not your best self because your best self, your highest self wants you to be successful and not just like rich, meaning abundant. It wants you to feel good. It wants you to feel secure. It wants you to feel safe in the world. And money is a part of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Come on today. Oh, yeah. Drop the mic. That's it. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So those are some of the the barriers, right, that people run into. And I know you and IT, we know what that's like because we've ran into that ourselves. You know, what What's one tip that you can give people, T, just, you know, a practical tip when they're starting to doubt themselves? And kind of maybe they're going for something, a financial goal, and it didn't work out, and they're having a really hard time recovering or bouncing back. Um, stop listening to yourself. Stop listening to the part. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, at this time in your life, you know, when whenever something breaks down, we just naturally start our, our second emotion kicks in where fear and we associate the breakdown with tremendous pain. Yeah. And what you guys have to understand on this journey, there's never going to be a perfect storm. Like n- pretty much nothing's going to ever happen in a time frame that you needed to. Breakdowns and setbacks are a part of the game. This is what breakthroughs gives you breakthroughs. Absolutely. This is what tests your faith. This is what, you know, makes you stronger um, on the journey. Like You just build tough skin. Like, for example, um, if you guys ever see wildlife, you see a rhino and a lot of times you'll see birds come land on a rhino's back and really peck at the skin of the rhino. Mm. But the rhino does not feel it because over the test of time, he's built tough enough skin. Yeah. Right. Hard enough skin where he doesn't feel the setbacks, the breakdowns, the the pecking, the life just hitting you left and right. Yeah. So. Things are not going to get easier. You just get better at dealing with things. Yeah. And, you know, that's a great point, you know, because it is largely about, right, persistence is one of the big um, components of successful people. But it's largely about being okay when or learning to work during those times when you're not meeting your goals or you're not getting what you want, you know? And the way I try to roll with that, and trust me, it's not, you know, it's not always easy, is to ask the question, have a have a learner mentality. I ask the question whenever I can, when I'm in that self-energy enough, I can ask the question and go, what can I learn from this? How can I improve this system, right? How can I improve this strategy? Because obviously something didn't work out because something didn't work out. If, if it's something I can control, right? And if right. it's something I can't control, like coronavirus, for example, then the anchor becomes my purpose, my values, not my goals. I love it. And it's something you just said that's really the nugget. And I hope you guys are catching this at home. Right. And let me just tell you guys, some certain nuggets is not taught. It's called. Mm. And um, you, some things you just got to catch. And what you just said, uh, wife, you said asking yourself the right questions. Yeah. A learner mindset. A learner mindset. So I want to use that as an example. So, for example, asking yourself the right question. Let's just say um, for health reasons, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people look at themselves and say, why am I overweight? The proper question you can ask yourself is, how can I be in my best shape and enjoy enjoy the process while doing it? See, these are two different questions. Why am I overweight? 
<laughs> it takes you down a negative pathway. Yes. Um, oh, and so powerful. It, and then excuses. Oh, uh, well, I'm overweight because, you know, I'm big boned. <laughs> That's what we said growing up. Big boned. Um, <laughs> or me this, or you know. I can't control my eating. Therefore, that means I'm a bad person. Yes. Yeah. All everything that gears you down the negative side. Yeah. Of reasoning. But if you ask yourself, how can I get in the best shape possible and enjoy the process of doing it every day? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it makes you get into a creative space where now you can ask the universe, you know, some positive um, reassurances that show up and introduce you to positive reinforcements. So I love what you're saying to you, because in essence, it's also kind of in line with what I was talking about with that, you know, IFS model of like going into the self, because the, 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 the person who's asking, why am I so overweight? That's not your why self. That's a part. Does that mm, make sense? Yes. That's a part that's carrying a lot of, you know, pain around the weight. But if you separate from that for a second and you ask your wise self about your true nature and your worth, it's never going to give you an answer that is about your weight. Mm. It's going to give you all sorts of beautiful answers. It's going to be loving and nurturing. That voice is always present. And so bringing it back to like learning to ask the right questions, you know, when you guys are doing your reflection One of the practical tips I can offer you guys today is try to see if you can differentiate between, is this a part or is this my wise self? And the more you do that, the more you're going to have an easier time distinguishing which one's which. And then bringing it back to the money, right? When you're about to make an investment or you're about to like spend some money or buy something or do something and you have like a pattern of maybe, um, you know, overspending or living beyond your means, like ask yourself, who, who is wanting to do this right now? Is it my wife self or is it a part? Mm. Right. And what is the part, what is the part hoping to achieve by getting that? So it becomes this like rich conversation you start to have with yourself. It's not this automatic thing that you're doing and you just think it's a mindless kind of activity. It's often deeper than that. Honestly, Come on. So see how this money thing is so much more than what it seems. That's why we're talking about it, guys. It's deep. It's deep, deep, deep. So I think, you know, I think like if people, if there's anything, if there's one thing people can take away, I think is that just that idea to pause for a second and to reflect on why, what is my relationship with money, A, and B, why am I going for the things that I'm going for materially, right? Because there, there's a there's a reason you're going for those things. And yes. Just to start the inquiry, right? What, what do you think, T? So I think, um, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell the wheels are turning. Yeah, you got you got my wheels turning big time today. Um, I love every I love every moment, right? Because you're breaking it down from both sides of the uh, spectrum, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people come to a crossroad trying to figure out is this the higher self or the lower self? <laughs> yeah, that's another way to think about it. But except, you know, in in our world, we don't call the parts lower selves because they all are good. They've just learned to develop like some bad habits, so to speak, but they always have good intention. Yeah. So what's helped me to continue to, you know, pull on the right decisions and make the right choices. I can't, I can't really express this enough. It's just a proper mentorship. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, um, so true though. You're, you're 100% right. Yes. You know, who you're listening to plays a major role in your success. Yeah. And this is why I try not to listen to myself. (laughs) To the part. Right, exactly. <laughs> so um, I let the right information make the decisions for me. Yes. You and how I mean? does it feel, T? How does it feel when, you, when you're making a good decision? So a, a social experiment on you live on Get Mental. How does it feel? <laughs> it does something for your character. But how does it feel? 
It feels amazing. It feels good, right? It feels good. Mm-hmm. It feels right. Yes, when you know it, it's it, it's a joyous feeling when when you make the necessary decisions that pull you towards your goals in life. Yes, you know it feels very rewarding. Mm-hmm. Some days, like some days, you guilt yourself. Like what I mean by that, um, let's just say if you go to the gym. And you don't bust a sweat. You don't really get everything. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> and you and you walk out the gym and you feel bad about yourself. Like, man, you you like, I really didn't give it what I, like, I didn't sweat like I needed to, you yeah. know. And that's, and that's a decision. Position. Yes. You know, so you don't want that feeling every day. So you really want that feeling of, you know, accomplishment. Um, that you made the right decisions to, you know, expand your goals. Every day, you got to become better than what you was yesterday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and um, when I make those decisions, when I when I do right by the four agreements, I know that there's a positive feeling coming behind that. Yes, yes. And the reason I ask is because, you know, the more you get to know yourself and your inner world, y- you're going to know the difference between how how like that self feels versus how parts feel you know and usually there's a certain calm, a certain level of calm and courage when it's your yes. self leading the way there's yes. a clarity about it yes and it's connected it's playful right like you're you're still having fun even though you might be busting your chops you know mm. feels different feels good I agree. Yes. So on that note, we're going to take a short break. And when we return, we are going to talk about some practical tips on how to unstuck yourself. Uh, We're going to continue to break this down for you, but definitely a lot more practical tips coming your way um, after the break. Bye. Don't go anywhere. More wisdom and strength for your mental health and emotional well-being is on the way on Get Mental with Cecile Aarons and T. Smith. From a very young age, I knew that I wanted to help people. I wanted to change things for the better and be part of the solution. Through a lot of hard work and determination, I achieved my dream of owning a private practice known as Transcend Therapy, where we provide counseling for individuals, couples, and families. I've always been passionate about helping people resolve the things in life that may be holding them back or creating pain. Launching Get Mental Radio was just the next step towards helping more people, because our mental health is just as important as our physical health. Life is tough, and if you're struggling, you're not alone. We can help you weather the storm. Hi, I'm Cecile Ahrens, owner of Transcend Therapy. We truly care and are committed to giving you the best service. You are not going to feel like just another client, and you are definitely not going to feel judged. We offer quality, compassionate, results-driven therapy services. For more information, check us out at TranscendTherapyCA.com. That's TranscendTherapyCA.com. Get ready to have some fun while you reconnect with your own wisdom and strength on Get Mental. Now, here's your hosts, Cecile Ahrens and T. Smith. Welcome back, you guys. This is Get Mental Radio. Hope you are enjoying our show thus far. And again, you know, if you guys don't know, we have a Facebook Get Mental group where you get a lot more information in addition to the value that we provide on the podcast. T and I give our um, unique perspectives every Tuesday and Thursdays on the group and you have opportunities to comment or, um, you know, uh, give us uh, your feedback. So yeah, don't forget to join if you haven't joined already. So, you know, I think um, hopefully you guys have found this helpful thus far. Now we just want to talk be, you know, before we end um, about some real practical tips on how to get, you know, uh, get to this process of unstucking yourself. So first of all, I want to mention um, employee assistance program. So for those of you who are employed uh, with a corporation or a big enough company, usually you have what's called an EAP, employee assistance program. So what that is, is it's, a, it's an employer paid benefit and you can get free um, advice on how to budget, on how to consolidate your debt, Financial advice is also available there. And then if you wanted to hire those people, you will get them at a much lower rate than the rest of the people who don't have the EAP. So that's just a resource I wanted to plug because a lot of people don't know that they have these resources, T, you know, available to them. And then the other thing is look at your circle. Look at the people around you and see 
who, who might be good role models, you know, of financial health and stability, right? What are they doing? You know, what are their habits? Ask them, talk to them. Most people are really happy to help and kind of give you their, their resources, you know, um, get advice, get, uh, get a mentor, like T said, be willing to learn get a therapist, you know, if there's psychological, persistent psychological barriers getting in the way, get a coach like T, you know, who will help keep you accountable and help give you a structure of how to approach this problem. So there's a lot of things that you guys can do to start to unstuck yourself. But the first, the first and most important step is you have to take the step, right? You have to yes. make the decision and take the first step. Yes. That's what I have to say about that. So um, I just wanted you guys are uh, listening in. I just want to just thank you guys for just just amazing, just just tuning in today and just really just, you know, allowing us to give this value. And uh, what I want to just tell you guys right now, if you're in a place where you feel stuck, if you're in a place where it feels like there's a season where you may feel isolated or you're not getting the support that you need, um, I just want to give you guys three things that can really make you make a shift. So if you got your pen and paper, the first thing I want to tell you guys is number one, if you're stuck, then you really need to pay attention to who you're listening to. Okay. Number one is who am I listening to? Mm-hmm. Where am I getting this information? Who's opinions am I taking right now? Because guys, number one, you have to have a mentor, right? And if you see individuals that's already having success in what you want to do, that's already blazing a trail in what you want to do, then you need to copy the right cat, right? You need- <laughs> I love that. Yes, you got to copy the right cat because they've already overcame some of the things that you may be going through right now in their journey. So the best thing to do is just to hit your wagon up to theirs and just be extremely coachable. That's my number two. So number one, who you're listening to is going to play a major role in how you move from season to season, right? Mm -hmm. If you look at all of the successful people in life, they have mentors like the best. Michael Jordan, Mm -hmm. Phil Jackson was his coach. You know, he had amazing coaches, amazing people in his life. Kobe Bryant Mm -hmm. also had Phil Jackson. Like you guys understand that, you know, goats are being coached by the goats, Mm -hmm. (laughs) The greatest of all times are being coached by the greatest of all time. We all need that. So we, we all, all have to need that. You know, no, no one's an, no man is an island, so to speak. Yes. And then number two, you have to have a high willingness to learn. Mm-hmm. Like you got to raise your teachability index. You know, I read something amazing. Love that. Reach your teachability index. Yeah. So drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people, they when they graduate college, yeah, only 56% read one book after college. And it just shows you that we go to school, copy and paste to get the grades. And then we come out, we start our life and never... And we, and we really stop learning. Mm-hmm. So what you have to understand is that you've got to have a high willingness to learn. See, see, here's what I want you guys to understand. You're cha- like things won't change because you learn, right? They're just not just going to change because you learn. You have to first learn it. And then like Cecile say, make a decision to use it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people learning a lot of things every day. But if you don't decide to use the information, nothing changes. You got to commit to the change, you know? You got to commit to the change. Yeah. You know, and... And um, that number two is you got to have a high, if you're stuck right now, it's only because you refuse to learn something. Yes. Yes. So number three, right? Um, The third thing I I just really want to share with you guys, all I get mental family is patience. Mm. Patience is really a, a strong suit. Like it's, we say patience is a virtue, but I don't really think people understand the power of patience. Yes. And when you think Bring about it home. Bring it home, T. So good. Honestly, that's the one thing I think people do have a hard time because we have such a get it now mentality and our culture reinforces that, you know, immediate gratification. Yeah. So, and let me just really make it clear for all the go-getters that's on the call today. I'm not saying don't have a strong work ethic. Right. You have to have a strong work ethic. You got to spend the late nights to early mornings. You got to do the double time, the triple time, the overtime. But you have to be persistently patient to the results showing up. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is just because you did the work today does not mean the breakthrough is tomorrow. Yes. So yes. 
you have to, that's like being a farmer. That because he planted the seeds today does not mean the harvest is coming tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So what you guys have to understand is that your seeds has to be watered. You got to have the long game in mind. You got to have the long game. Yeah. And it takes time. And time stands for things I must experience. <laughs> so there are some things you must experience. This is why you have to have patience, because God is going to take you through some things to test your faith. Yes. Right. Yes. And once he can see that you uphold the same faith that you started with, he's going to expand your territory and bless you with that abundance. Yeah. And great things take time. And great things take time. You know, there's a lot of planning, strategizing, executing, then learning from the, the, the pitfalls and the failures along the way. You know, Bill Gates. Yeah, you guys already know this. I'm about to go on a rant here about Bill Gates and Elon Musk <laughs> and, you know, um, what's his name? The Amazon owner. Uh, Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. You know, I mean, if you read their story, like a lot, Steve Jobs, I mean, there's a lot of blood, sweat and tears that came with that success. And again, we're not saying, you know, that's the only way to happiness, right? We're saying that financial stability and wellness is one of the main pillars for you to have a healthier, happier existence on this planet. Mm, come on. Bring it on home today, weren't you? Yeah, it's not the thing that's going to make you happy. It's one of the things, right, that's going to stabilize your life so that you can have a happy, healthier, more fulfilling experience. You know, I mean, Mother Teresa might um, not agree with me, right? But even Mother Teresa needed resources. She needed money. That's what she was, that's why she was doing all those things is to get money to serve her life purpose, which is to help people. So again, money isn't bad. It's what you do with it. So, and you know, you said something about happiness. I just want to hit on real quick. Yes. I just want you guys to be clear. And this is a major nugget. Success is not going to make you happy. It's happiness that's going to make you successful. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. You know, and um, a lot of times, see, here's what you got to understand. Everybody has a different definition of success, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And success is just, it's a progressive realization of a worthy goal. And what I mean by that is that every oh, time... Deep. Man, you're just going to town today. I love it. I hope you guys are really, you need to listen to this again, especially the last half of this, because there's so much stuff that I think people may not even be really processing right now. So please listen to it again. Yeah. So, you know, success is a progressive idea of a worthy goal. What I mean by that is there's never a finish line because you may have a goal. Hey, I want to make $10,000 a month. And then when you get there, <laughs> It's like, okay, cool. Now I want to make 20000 a month. Then when you get there, now you're like, okay, well, I want to make 100000 Yeah. So there's never going to be um, a finish line. So if there's not a finish line, then you need to be happy every step of the race. Mm -hmm. You got to have that gr attitude of gratitude about every part of your journey and where you're heading in life. Yeah. So... You know, I just wanted to throw that in there, like create the emotions of being happy now. And like I always say, when you turn now around, you already won. So, mm. you know, that's the mind frame you want to have day to day that whatever you're pursuing, it's already done. And it is because if you wrote the vision, it cannot lie. OK, yep. God will yep. never give you a vision without a strategy. It's already done. So, you know, write your vision, go get it and just be patient until you can bring it to reality. Yes. And, you know, here's um, here's another factor talking about this happiness, you know, and money relationship is that there's actually a study that was done. And I believe I could be wrong, but I believe it was a Harvard study where they did. They studied happiness and income. And it, this study showed that people who earned more than $75,000 per year didn't necessarily have a higher happiness rate beyond that. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I don't know where they live because in San Diego <laughs> might be different. But, um, but yeah, you know, it was a fascinating study because it, it really shows us, right? It brings the point home that T and I are trying to make that, you know, 
seeking money isn't isn't and and financial uh, success isn't going to be the only thing that's going to make you happy. It's just part of what you need to have some stability, so that you know you're not in survival mode, so that your brain isn't in this like fight or flight mode, and it opens up your energy to pursue of other goals, right? And to be more present with your partner or your children because you're not constantly having, you're not A, full of anxiety and you're not constantly having to work your butt off and not spending time with your loved ones. Do you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. So I just wanted to share that. And then there's also another study, right? This is kind of the science to the streets aspect of Get Mental. Um, Again, by Harvard saying that um, in adults that your happiness meter is largely going to depend upon who you marry. Ooh, yes. Right? Makes perfect sense when you think about it. Yeah. So outside of all these other things we're talking about, that's also the other thing that will guarantee a a happy, high quality of life is your relationships. You know, Mm. that's what people, I think, also need to remember is in your pursuit of financial stability and wellness, don't neglect your relationships. Mm. I love it. It's going to be lonely at the top and you got all that stuff and you got nobody to share it with. Yes. And, you know, I love it. Like, like amazing value today, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And nobody should want to go to the top by themselves anyway. Yeah. You know, it's just not fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's the journey. I know it sounds so cheesy, but like what T is saying, you guys, I love what you said about like, be happy now, be grateful yeah. now. You know, because that really is pure wisdom. And there's actually, again, another study. And I believe it was a guy who came from Harvard, but I don't know that it's a Harvard study, where he started looking at um, happiness and he realized that while people are waiting for a certain thing to happen and they think that's what's going to make them happy, what he found that generally positive and people with a happier disposition end up becoming more successful in life because Mm. of just their energy and who and what they're attracting in their life. And they just don't let like, you know, setbacks get them down. They bounce right back. They're very resilient and it, it, nothing really breaks their spirit that easily. Mm. So you can see why that would be a great recipe for, for success, right? Because you just keep going because you know that your worth isn't based on that. I love it. You know? Oh, man, I could go on and on, T. This was great. Love it. Yeah. Well, guys, listen to this again, because T and I are feeling pumped. Hopefully you guys are, too. (laughs) There's a lot of really awesome um, pieces of nuggets here and wisdom. And I hope you guys, you know, it inspires you to make some changes in 2020 and create some new money habits, some new Um, mindset habits because um you know nothing's going to change until your mindset changes really come on nothing changes if nothing changes that's right i heard this thing you know just just uh before we end i heard this thing or read it and it was so simple but so profound like new mindset equals new results yes yeah right like it's so simple but we all need to to hear that from time to time Everything is your mindset, and you, you're absolutely right. And that's why I always want you guys to know how you view it is how you do it. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so that's it, you guys. We have reached the end. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Join our Facebook group if you want more um, you know, information, value. We also have our website, uh, which is thegetmentalshow.com. And we have some new merchandise that I've been sporting. I'm so excited. I don't know if you've seen it yet, T. Like, I've got all these pictures on social media. With my yes, I love it. I'm loving it. So, yeah, because I'm so proud to represent, you know, like, mental health and mindset. Like, T and I are so passionate about it. We really believe in it because it really is the single most important ingredient, you know, to feeling happier and healthier in your life. So, there you have it, guys. Okay. Guys, I enjoyed you so much today. Amazing value. Guys, play this back right now, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
bring it back right now on the ride home, you know. So, no, we really enjoyed you guys today, and I appreciate you guys. Stay tuned for more value. This month of July is about to be amazing. And, um, you know, well wishes to your journey. If God has been speaking to you in this season and go back to school, start that new career, step out on faith, just do it. It's your time. It's your season. We believe in you guys. Yes, yes, yes. So, with that said, be well, be gentle, get mental. Mental. Because we all all have issues. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys. Till next time. Bye. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us today on Get Mental with Cecile Aarons and T. Smith. To learn more about your hosts, become a sponsor or a guest on Get Mental, or if you have any questions about mental health, visit TranscendTherapyCA.com. That's TranscendTherapyCA.com. Join us next week at this same time for more talk on all things mental health on Get Mental with Cecile Aarons and T. Smith on The Answer San Diego.